Welcome to People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose is a podcast of inspiring people whose stories help you see things differently, live with intentionality, elevate the way you participate in the world, and take the necessary leaps in your life to seek and find your passions. Come with us and develop the courage to wholeheartedly pursue your purpose and unleash your truest potential. Hi, welcome back to People of Purpose. I'm your host, Tanner Badgley, and this week we will be wrapping up our conversation on how Epic begins with one step forward. If you didn't get a chance to listen to last week's episode, I highly encourage checking that out. Some of the things we covered are joining marathons and how it helps him tap into a sense of purpose and find joy and enthusiasm, how he lost his sister and how it ignited his sense of purpose, why Epic begins with one step forward, and so many more interesting topics. And in this episode, Xander and I will be talking about how to turn roadblocks into scenic detours, the 97-3 rule, and how to visualize your epic goals. Well, let's dive in. Here's to becoming people of purpose. So, yeah, whenever you want to do this exercise on the call, I would love to do that as an example, if that's something you want to do. Um, well, no, but I, I, again, like, I mean, I, I always like to ask, you know, sort of turn, turn the time, you know, what is an epic dream or dreams that you have? Uh, I have a dream to create uh, like a, a, a living community of people that live in community where your neighbors are right across from you. You know, your families are, are living there. It's full of purpose-driven people. So people that want to live an epic life, that want to have an epic impact. And we're kind of redefining how schools work. We're helping each person like heal emotionally and physically. We're doing humanitarian things together in our community. And there's kind of a global member network of this where we can kind of live in multiple places throughout the year, but our kids can stay on track with school and we can build like lifelong friends. Absolutely. And that's great. And then the question is, what are you doing to get there? You know, because again, we can, I've got all kinds of awesome ideas, Mm -hmm. right? Some, some of which I'm like, I have no idea how I would pull that off. You know, we, I'm like, wow. There's a great million dollar idea, but I have no idea how I'd ever pull that off, even if it's a great idea. And, you know, some of them you're kind of like, well, you know, maybe, maybe not. Right. Right. And, you know, but there is one thing that I think two words, actually, that for you may be really important, actually, for everybody. Really, really important. Not yet. Not yet should be your passenger on your epic journey. Why? Because have you created your global community? Not yet. You're, you're, you're on the way. It's uh-huh. possible. It, it leaves open so many possibilities. You know, as I was writing my Epic Begins with One Step Forward book, is your book out? Not yet. It's coming out, mm-hmm. but it's not out today. Doesn't right. mean if, if you just say no, it's such a stop sign. No, it, it, it like ends any possibility. Mm-hmm. Not yet says, yeah, it's still possible. There are not yet that may never happen in my life, but I still am open to those things happening. Yes. So yes. One of them is 
I love flying and I've always thought of getting my private pilot's license. I'm not doing anything actively to take flight lessons or do that, but Mm -hmm. I remain open. I may never get to that, but it is a big, not yet, not yet. It's possible. And as you know, your, your idea of building this global community, that is not something that happens with just a snap of the finger. There's a lot of work that goes into building that. So not yet, if it isn't, should be your passenger because it just speaks to the optimism and the possibility. And again, every journey, there are the detours, right? Mm -hmm. I was so clear where I was going. I get my license, I get to go out and speak, and I had to totally switch everything that I was doing. But I think that's awesome. I think sometimes the detours are where the good stuff happens. Yeah. One of the questions that you teed me up for was uh, how, how do you turn roadblocks into scenic detours? Tell me more about that. Okay. I I think a lot of times our roadblocks and I'll put that in, in the, in the quotes are actually a mirage. Mm. We we put stuff in front of our ourselves that aren't actually reasons we can't do something. Mm -hmm. Okay. They don't actually exist. (laughs) They literally are a mirage. Oh, I can't do a podcast because I don't have a microphone. Although that is accurate, that's not really a roadblock. It is solvable. Yeah, we have Amazon now. <laughs> right. You know, um, I can't move to such and such a place. I, I, I mean, I'll, I'll give you an own personal example. I, gr- I grew up in Massachusetts. I went to college in Southern California. I lived in San Francisco in the early 90s for a couple of years. And then I moved back to Boston. But I knew truly that my heart was in San Francisco. I, I, I love, I live in the Bay Area now, have for the last 20 years, but I love San Francisco and the Bay Area. And I'd come back to visit my friends and all of my friends from college, my best friend from growing up lived here. And I'd come back and I'd be like, God, I really just, I, I miss this place. Yeah. And I, I really didn't like, living in Boston. My family was there, but I hate the weather in New England. I hate snow. I hate humidity. (laughs) I don't want any of that. And, but I kept saying, well, I can't move because I don't want to drive my car across the country again. I've done that a couple of times. And, you know, the bloom is off that romantic rose of, oh, it'd be great to drive across the country. No, it's, it just wasn't as fun. Um, Mm -hmm. I've got a good job. I'm in, I'm in a relationship that's pretty good, but I don't want to end that relationship. Well, in July of 1990, uh, 1999, in a seven-day period, my car got totaled. I got fired from my job, and my then-fiance broke up with me. Oh, so that's, that's a bad week in anybody's book. For sure. However, all of these roadblocks that I had put it in front of myself for why I couldn't move back to San Francisco. Life came and just swept them out of the way. And I said, I'm moving back to San Francisco, which I did. Yeah. Six years and three hours to the day that I left. Oh yeah. By the way, I was a history major. So I have a freakish memory for <laughs> times. six years um, and three hours. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm not, I didn't think of it, but as I was getting off the plane, I was like, huh. I left and it literally was six years and three hours to the day. I landed, I left San Francisco at 6 p.m. on October 15th, 
1993, and I was back there at 9 p.m. October 15th, 1999, and it changed everything. I mean, I, I, I'm, it, you know, it, it was great. So, so in terms of how to turn the roadblocks into scenic detours, first of all, stop, assess, plan, achieve, and enjoy your journey. Understand that, yeah, stuff is going to happen that's unexpected. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there wasn't a way around, over, under, past the pandemic. Right. None of us could do anything. You just, you just sort of had to say, all right, yes, that is a major detour on what I'm doing. But I'm adaptable. And I go, all right, so I, I can't be in front of people right now. I will do virtual presentations. I'll do a lot more Zoom meetings and podcasts mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. I will be honest. I'm not like, oh, I hate Zoom, but I would much rather be in front of people live. It is so much easier. I've done quite a few keynotes where I had to record it ahead of time. And it is even the God of enthusiasm has a hard time. Yeah, you got to like really fake it because there's just you in your room. And then if I'd like to use humor, do you know how hard it is to tell a joke (laughs) and not have the feedback? And and I, I, I always wonder like, pause, you know, pause for laughter, right? Like you, you may have that, right? You tell a joke and you're live and then you can see what the reaction is. And then, you know, when to go, when you're taping, you know, or a taping yeah. guy. So, so well, when you're recording it, I could be sitting there thinking that people are going to be laughing at the joke for like 20 seconds. And maybe people are like, aren't laughing. Yeah, and like, and you're like, Why saying, isn't he speaking? <laughs> I mean, it's horrible. Think about it. That's hilarious. Yeah, that, that must be really, really hard to prepare for. I can't even well, imagine like well, the awkwardness I, look, I, of yourself. I gave one, one, one keynote and someone's like, oh, it's too bad. You, you told that great joke and then you just kept going. And, and, and I miss, you know, I missed what you, I missed the beginning of what you continued to say. And I'm like, I have no idea how long to pause. Yeah, it's almost like you need like a sample audience, like, you know, a couple of family members or close friends there when you but, speak. Yeah, but your family members could find what you're saying hilarious. Yeah. And the rest of the audience could be like, they laugh a lot, but, you know. Right. Or you may say something that really resonates and people are like, oh, my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> gotcha. Cool. Well, what is the 97.3 rule? You said that that's for instantly empowering your perspective. Oh, the, I love the 90. Yeah, the 97.3. Look, I am a firm believer that 97% of your day is actually good. Mm-hmm. And up to 3% isn't so good. Now, yes, there are the days where that 3% is larger. You, you have a bad day. But by and large, 97% of your day is really good. Focus right. on that. Okay. For some reason, we seem to focus on the 3% that didn't go right. Mm. And it's like, oh, how was your day? Oh, I was just about to get on a podcast and, you know, my internet went down and I was 10 minutes late for, for the podcast. Oh, my God, right? That Whereas, actually happened, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it did. It really did. But I'm, I'm going to focus today that acknowledge that that happened, but there's so much, so many other great things. I get to be on on your podcast. I get to share with your audience. That's really good. Let me focus on that. That's so much better. Super grateful to have you on people of purpose. Thanks for being here. Well, of course, but you know, and part of this came from my internship, I was doing uh, school-based work. So I was with middle schoolers and high schoolers. 
And a lot uh-huh. of the, a lot of my clients had challenge. Part of their challenge was academics. So I asked them, "What's your least favorite subject?" A lot of people said math. I I, I can agree, math was never my favorite subject. But whatever, we'll, we'll, we'll use math. I'm like, how would you feel if you got a 97 on your next test? Oh my gosh, I'd be so excited. I'd be telling everyone. My parents would be so proud. I, I, it'd be great. And I'm like, would you be complaining about the three points you didn't get? Are you crazy? I got a 97. Oh my God, that would be great. So yeah, why are you complaining about the up to 3% of your day that isn't going well? Right. When... 97. And there's so much stuff that goes right. You want to know what? I woke up this morning. I got to have my cup of coffee. These are good things, but we somehow conveniently forget them. Right. Now, let me give even more of a, like, perhaps blow your mind kind of mind shift here. I like baseball. I'm not a huge fan, but I like baseball enough. Okay. Mm hmm. People make it into the Hall of Fame in, in baseball if they have a lifetime batting average of over 300. Now, I'm right. not taking away anything about how hard ba- playing baseball and getting hits is, right? But imagine, okay, that's, that's like one-third of the time you're successful in your Hall of Fame. Yeah. What if in your life, to be have a Hall of Fame life, you only had to get it right 33% of the time? Hmm. Wow. That, that, (laughs) that bar isn't, I only got, I only have to get, let's say I'm working nine hours. That means I only have to have three hours of work in a day. That's good. Yeah. I'm hall of fame. That leaves six hours of mess ups, procrastination, whatever. And yet I still had a hall of fame day. Yep. I love it. Yeah. I love that reframe. That's really good. It also just brings me to gratitude. Like it seems like you have a, with that skill set, you can bring yourself into gratitude quickly because you understand that, you know, 97% of things are actually going really right for you. We just don't pay attention to that. But once you bring your focus to that, it's such an empowering feeling. I honestly think that it is empowering and I do have gratitude for all of the great things that are going on that in my life, the, what I'm creating and, and, and how lucky I am that I get to share it with the world and come on great podcasts, like people of purpose and share it. And hopefully there's something in the multitude of words that flow out of my mouth that resonate with you and, and, and your audience, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, I'm always fascinated to find out what it is that people, what people got from talks that I do or presentations or work with me. Um, Because it's rarely the thing that I think that they're going to, they're really going to like. And if anyone's ever been on social media, you you might have something that you think is really cool and it's going to get likes and comments and it doesn't. And then some random little thing that you just happen to put up gets all these likes and comments yeah. and stuff. And then you're like, the thing I thought would get, you know, look, you know, my book is a Amazon bestseller and you think that would get lots of likes and it gets some likes and stuff, but it's not that, but it's, Hey, I'm 
I got a flat tire and I met this cool person who helped me and that gets light. And then you, you sort of like just sharing it. You, you're not thinking yeah. it's going to do anything. So I just, I'm always fascinated, you know, what people, what people pull out of what I've said. <laughs> yeah, of course. So how do you discover, visualize and realize your epic goals? I, I think for some people it can feel really abstract, really hairy, just too big to really comprehend. It's much easier to just put your head down and do what you need to do today. A lot, I find that a lot of people kind of live in a short-term thinking, how do you commit to this epic goal and make it tangible to today? Okay. Well, I think the first thing that we need to do, write it down. It's a funny thing. They, they say, write, you know, write down, right? If you have tasks that you have to do, write them down. It, it helps mm-hmm. you, right? So absolutely, write down your epic. Think about your epic. What is your epic? How do you think that you're going to achieve it? And here's something that's key. I do not have all the steps for my epic journey right now, but I'm not letting it stop me. There's stuff that I will discover along the way. There's the stuff that I'm like, well, uh, here I am at this step and I got to figure out how to do this, right? I'm not sure I've never done this, but I'll, I'll figure out. I think we as a species have not gotten to where we are without being highly adaptable and being able to learn new stuff. Yeah. So if we kind of remember that we have a kind of backing of what is it, you know, a million years of evolution or whatever, you know, like, like we, we can learn new stuff. It doesn't matter how old you are. Right. You can learn new stuff. Make a plan and get as detailed as you can because you want to know what structure is your pal. It is your friend. When we have structure, it is so much easier. Understand that, yes, your epic goal is big, but here, I'll just ask you a simple question. Do you like pizza? Yes. Yeah. How do you eat a pizza? One bite at a time. Well, right. One bite at a time. Unless, of course, you're a teenage boy and your friend is there and you know that if you don't like stuff as much pizza into your mouth as quickly as possible, you'll go hungry. But in general, it's one slice at a time. You're not worried about the If you just have your own pizza, you're eating, you're enjoying that piece of pizza that you're eating right now. You're not worried about the third slice of pizza that you might be having or your second slice while you're eating the first one. Yeah. Right. And. Um, your epic goal is it's big. It's easier for us to say, here's where I want to be. And now let me work my way backwards to where I am now right. and figure out the steps that I need, that I think I need to take. The other thing that is essential is tell other people what your goal is, because they will help be your cheerleader, help, help you keep accountable and help you because you may not know how to do something. I don't know about you, but as an entrepreneur, I have spent countless hours trying to figure something out. And then when I reached out to my community and it gets solved in two minutes, and then I go, why didn't I do that at 9am and not at 2pm? You know, I could have saved myself so much time because I I may be struggling with it, but you may have figured that out last week and go, oh yeah, all you need to do is this. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I, I think if you share what your epic goal is, other people may be able to help you along the way. And who doesn't need a little help every now and then? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, 
I wanted to shift the conversation as we kind of are on the, the wrapping up phase of the interview to just overarching wisdom you have on purpose. First off, like, do you feel like you're like you're living life on purpose? Do you feel like you have a sense of purpose or how do you interpret the word purpose in your journey? Um, yeah, I mean, yes, I do feel I have a purpose. I, I, I think there are things in my life that have come up repeatedly because I'm supposed to do something about it. Um, mm-hmm. That's honestly been the motivating factor for the books that I've written is because mm-hmm. it keeps coming up. And I'm a firm believer that sometimes life just keeps putting stuff in front of us because we're actually supposed to do something about that. Right. I went to graduate school because I'm like, I need an advanced degree in order to be able to talk to more of the people I want to talk to. Yeah. And, you know, I, I told that story and someone goes, that's honestly why you went to graduate school. I'm like, yep, that was my that was my reasoning for going to graduate school at 45 was I need this degree because with it, I'll be able to talk to more people. I'll be able to help uh, Mm -hmm. other mental health professionals understand how to help sibling survivors. Mm -hmm. But I need to have that degree and I need to have that license because then they'll listen to me. Mm -hmm. Okay. My license and my master's do not make me any more knowledgeable about sibling loss. However, it just gives me the credentials that allow them to now listen to me for me to share, share that knowledge. So I think that purpose for me is to, to, to help sibling survivors, to help parents, to help raise the awareness for sibling survivors. So that conversation is not just how are your parents, but how are the siblings doing? Yes. Uh, for my epic, right? I, I just... Gosh, there's so much that we all dream of doing. Why aren't we doing that? We need to, you should do it. It is so much fun. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. And, you know, the people that I've helped who are like, I'm on my epic journey and it's so exciting. You can't help but be excited when you're doing something that you've dreamed of doing. And when it starts to happen, you're just giddy. If you, I've oh, always yeah. dreamed of going to Italy and you get to Italy. You're so excited when you finally get there. Yes. I feel the same way about having a podcast. It's incredible that I get to talk to all these amazing, bright thinkers and, and communicators that are like living their epic journey. Like that's beautiful that I get to have these kinds of conversations and relationship. And then I get to share that with people. And then those people listen and they, they tell me about how it's changed their life. Like, what a beautiful position to get to be in. Like, absolutely. And and aren't you like, you kind of get giddy about it. Someone you you do an episode and you get feedback and people are like, Oh my gosh, I really loved what someone said. And then you think I I did that. Yeah. And it wasn't even like, it wasn't even something that felt like I had to, it wasn't like impossible for me to do. I need a microphone. I just need genuine curiosity and it's beautiful. Like when you have this intention, you write it down, you tell people you're going to start this thing. It just kind of happens. And then like one guest refers another and refers another. And then I spot someone I want to interview and then they show up. It's like, and then I get to like use this advice and my team and my business and my you know marriage to, to better everything. It's, it's what a beautiful thing. Like this is such a, a microcosm of like, yeah, how, how this stuff works. It is. And, and, and here's the thing. 
it's not nearly as hard as people make it. Right. We're making stuff so much more, so much more difficult to start a podcast. You need an idea. You need a mic and you need a, whatever podcast platform you want to put it up on and just put it out there. Hopefully, you know, people will start to listen to it. It is, yes, it is really hard to get those subscribers and stuff and Mm -hmm. figure out all of that part, but the actual creation isn't hard. Yeah. Yeah. And there's people that want to help you. If you, if you're doing something that's aligned to your gifts and brings you joy and people see you light up with enthusiasm they, they could be like, hey, I know how to drive traffic to something. Let me let me plug in and see how I could do that. And, and yeah, absolutely. And, and, and don't be afraid to ask for help. It's not yeah. a sign of weakness. It's actually a sign of strength to say, uh, here are the things that I'm good at. And I'm going to spend my time doing what I'm good at. But I am not as good at marketing. So let me find someone mm-hmm. who is that is their strength. Lean into lean into what you're good at. Understand what you're not good at. And yes, it is absolutely as entrepreneurs, you're like, I want to build a team, but I'll bring people on once I have money. But the fact of the fact of the matter is, sometimes you have to spend a little of your own hard-earned money to hire someone to help you out because that frees you up to do what you need to do. Mm -hmm. They're doing something that you're not as good at. Mm -hmm. Their purpose is they live and die for marketing. Boy, are they good at it. And you're like, I'm really, it's not really, I'm not really as good at that. Right. Mm -hmm. So let, let them go out and, and market my podcast. I'm going to focus on finding guests because that's where I'm strong. Yeah. Yeah, it's been beautiful to see the help that shows up um, when you just start saying this is who you are, this is what you're doing, this is how you're moving your life forward. People want to step up and help that. And now I've got like a small team that does everything for me. They they talk to the guests beforehand and get them scheduled. They prepare the guest documents. They edit the, the episode and make the sound really good. They put it up on all the platforms. They make the social media posts. It's like, what a cool thing. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And, and, and you get to do what you love, which is do the interviews. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, I mean, it's been a beautiful experience, like hearing your journey and hearing some of the, the, the things that you, you know, have learned along the way. Like, I, I love the 97.3 rule. I love like your story about, um, I love the acronym, like every pilgrimage includes commitment. Like what a, what a beautiful thing that for me, uh, to take away from this, to celebrate the rainbow that was that person's life. Yeah, I love the I love the overwhelming positivity and enthusiasm that you bring um, to to your story. It seems like no matter what the ups and the downs are, you always have a positive way of like bringing things home. In and you know the the roadblocks becoming these scenic detours. You're really good at um, and the not yet rather than like no. You're really good at like a keeping the, keeping the positive psychology forward. And then, you know, that, that is a really powerful thing to figure out how to stay positive um, amidst like all the tides of what happens around us. Absolutely. And, and, you know, it, we don't have to turn far to hear all of the bad stuff. Um, I'm kind of on a mission to focus more on that 97% that is good, you know? Yeah. I love that. Well, uh, before we sign off, you want, do you want to share with people how they can get plugged into what you're doing? Absolutely. If you go to um, 
xandersprague.com. That's Z-A-N-D-E-R-S-P-R-A-G-U-E.com. You can read more about me. You can get a free copy of, of Epic Begins, uh, the ebook. You can get a free copy of that. You can uh, find me on, uh, you know, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. It, you know, Instagram, it's epic underscore begins. I am all about helping uh, companies and individuals step into their epic because mm-hmm. I am a true believer that epic choices lead to epic lives. Beautiful. I love it. Well, yeah, thank you so much. Like I said, you've impacted me for sure in this hour. I, I'm excited to hear you know, how, how you've impacted others once this episode goes live. Yeah. And thank you for doing what you do. It's really nice to have this, uh, you know, this like lighthouse, this beacon of, of brightness, despite how gloomy and negative and whatever the world may look. Um, there's always Xander smiling and saying like, you know, come with me Not on yet. the epic journey. Not yet. Ha- have I done that? Not yet. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah. Thanks for, for being on the show today. Um, yeah. I really appreciate your enthusiasm um, your positivity and uh, yeah, excited for what what is still to come in your very young life. You bet. Thanks so much. <laughs> so what actionable step are you going to take next? Do you have a lingering question or is there something we can help you work through to figure out and reach your purpose? People of Purpose is here for you. Just send us an email or a message on Facebook. If you want continued inspiration, subscribe to the podcast and soak in the stories and words of our insightful guests. Do you have any friends that might enjoy this podcast? Bring them on board as a podcast subscriber. And if you want to actually see the guests behind the voices, as well as receive daily inspiration, follow the podcast and journey on Instagram at People of Purpose Podcast or at People of Purpose on Facebook to join our purpose-seeking community. By joining, you will know the minute each new episode is published, hear first about upcoming People of Purpose news, and receive regular tidbits inspiration. I'm purposely perusing, pursuing, and pondering. It's simply a regular dose of goodness, intentionally filtered by me to nourish your path to purpose. Lastly, if you like this podcast, please post a review wherever you listen to it. Doing so will not only help us to grow, but will also allow your voice to be heard, and who knows who you could inspire. Cheers, and here's to becoming. Becoming.